This is Jen, and you're listening to Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast. These bite-sized episodes are designed to get you up to speed and comfortable with Mage the Ascension rules and concepts. Reread the books so you don't have to, though we do recommend it. Without further ado, welcome to Paradox. Welcome back to episode 16, Unraveling Chaos, or a deep dive into the entropy sphere. Today we delve into the unpredictable and enigmatic realm of entropy. For those attuned to the forces that govern randomness, fortune, and decay, the entropy sphere offers a unique pathway to wielding the very fabric of uncertainty. Entropy is the sphere associated with randomness, chance, and the hidden order within apparent chaos. It delves into the fundamental nature of reality and explores how patterns emerge from chaos or disintegrate into disorder. Entropy mages often possess an intuitive understanding of probability and fate, allowing them to influence events and outcomes. These mages can perceive the underlying order or disorder in reality, influence probability, disrupt patterns, and even hasten or slow decay. Their magic often manifests in subtle twists of fate, unforeseen events, or the acceleration of entropy's inexorable march. If anyone listening is familiar with Mage the Awakening, the Chronicles of Darkness version of Mage, you may know that in that system there is no entropy sphere. Instead, it has been separated out into death and fate, the basic components of entropy. In Ascension, it may seem counterintuitive that the entropy sphere is necessary for interacting with ghosts, as the spirit sphere is right there. However, the way I see it is that spirit magic is about natural spirits. Think of general real world lore, where everything has a spirit, particularly plants and nature but extend that to all things like murder spirits, electricity spirits, or sleep spirits. Humans don't have spirits, we have souls, which, potentially, leave ghosts and not spirits. Our bodies may attract death, blood, murder, or calm spirits, or any number of others depending on the cause of death, but our souls don't turn into spirits when we die. Our souls leave impressions on the world, and our ghosts are the negative space of where our souls existed. Therefore, spirit magic, in my opinion, cannot access ghosts. Entropy is about death and fate, as per the Awakening Arcana, but it's also about decay. It's about the degradation of matter into its ultimate inert form. It's about uncertainty, chaos, and the inevitable end of things. Its direct translation from Greek means change within a closed system. And what is death, if not change? And this is the reason I saved entropy for one of the last spheres to go over, and why I wanted to talk about the metaphysic trinity before delving into the complex ideas of entropy. It's a philosophical minefield that your players may or may not wish to really interact with. I found it's one of the spheres that people, including myself, have had the hardest time wrapping their brains around. They can manage some aspects, like small twists of fate, but only in certain situations, and otherwise it tends to go unused. And of course, whether you need entropy for ghosts may also be something changed by your ST if they don't feel like separating spirits and ghosts. But by the book, you do need entropy for some specific ghostly interactions or necromancy. Getting into what you can do specifically with the sphere. With one dot in entropy, mages can sense subtle patterns of order and disorder in their surroundings. They may have a knack for predicting minor events, recognizing when things are about to go awry, spotting flaws and weaknesses, or recognizing the subtle cues that show when a person is lying. As with most spheres, this level is about perceptions and insights rather than active manipulations. With the second level of mastery, mages can start manipulating luck and probability on a small scale, such as with directing the fall of dice or cards. 
Entropy 2 is also useful for combining with other spheres to affect ghosts, depending on the effect, of course. With three dots, mages can control the speed at which material objects fail or decay, especially things like complex machines. The more parts something has, the more ways there are for it to fail, after all. They can also start controlling the fate and fortune of objects and people. With four dots, mages can outright grant good health or speed up decay by affecting the entropy within living bodies. They can inflict sudden disease, grant vitality, or simply give good luck or inflict misfortune upon someone in greater extremes. This level can inflict aggravated damage on someone, and it's the first level where entropy is able to actually inflict damage. Entropy mages can specialize in various aspects of their sphere once they reach level 4, including fate manipulation, random chance, pattern recognition, decay, necromancy, order, or chaos. Finally, mastering the highest level of entropy grants mages the power to manipulate ideas by strengthening or breaking down actual concepts or build up or degrade patterns of thought. Of course, more invasive changes require more successes. Reaching Archmage status in Entropy marks a mage as a true maestro of chaos, capable of bending the very laws of probability to their will. However, as Masters of the Arts states, Arc Mastery of Entropy is both easy and impossible, which honestly tracks when thinking about Entropy. The mage must realize that their fate is their own fault due to their own choices, and that they cannot change their fate without changing who they are. This understanding is deep and profound, not just a simple acceptance of fate that any one of us is theoretically capable of. Archmages of Entropy gain total determination over chance itself, earning the ability to deny any change or call upon entropy to reduce an object or being to its component parts. They can completely remove probability at level 6. At level 7, an Archmage can control the evolution of a species, seeing the work of entropy in groups of patterns over great lengths of time, as well as the entropy in the interactions between patterns, or the Archmage can simply cause the complete extinction of a species instead. With eight dots of entropy, Archmages can literally open the way to the underworld, cutting through the shroud, or gauntlet, or they can close it off entirely. They can walk into the underworld like a hero of legend going on a quest, or as easily as a master of spirit crosses into the Umbra. They can also reorder the powers of death to their own liking, such as by slowing down or halting the processes of death, disease, and injury. And finally, with nine dots of entropy, the universe is an open book. They can alter people's destiny background points by either raising or lowering it freely, or by simply changing what their destiny actually is, or they can see all the lines that influence all patterns as they warp through the tapestry and see to the end of all existence. A lot of entropy magic is very flexible and able to be used in a variety of ways that all fall under the same larger category. For example, altering probability seems like a fairly vague ability, but it can be used in many different situations, both in combat and in everyday life. Or it could be focused on a specific thing if you add another sphere, like matter or life. So keeping that in mind, let's go through some of what you can do with entropy. With one dot, you can do things like spot a weakness, which, as it says on the tin, reveals the weakness in whatever is targeted, such as a structural weakness or a bone that's been broken before and never healed right. This is often combined with other spheres, such as life or matter, to get more specific information. Once I used Entropy 1 and Mind 1 to, I believe, search for a weak mind in the crowd. With higher levels of mind, you could probably search for the exact button to push if you wanted to rile someone up. You can sense quirks of behavior that may indicate what the target views as a deliberate falsehood, which is an important distinction, though with Entropy 2 or 3, a mage can sway the probability of the target telling the truth, 
or with Entropy 5, they can completely wreck the liar's concentration until the truth breaks free. It does matter whether or not the target believes they are speaking the truth, as this will not find half-truths or anything less than a deliberate lie. You can also predict probabilities at level 1. With two dots, you can alter probability, as I mentioned, shifting things towards the perfect moment, or giving yourselves beginner's luck for an ability that you have no dots in, or the first time you attempt something new, or maybe even getting a lucky blow in combat. You can also remove the possibility of a botch on a particular roll. You may not succeed, but you definitely won't botch. <laughs> With three dots, you can cause decay in materials, basically just erode material components or you can cause a device to break down more quickly. You can also bless or curse an area with some basic luck manipulation. If you add life 3, you can tie it to a particular person, or bump up to entropy 4 for a much more thorough or specific blessing, or lethally bad luck. With 4 dots, you can rot a corpse, or a living body, but this either rots a corpse down to nothing, or causes aggravated damage in a living creature, as you're basically rotting them from the inside out. And with five dots, you can do all of what I've mentioned, plus create a binding oath, one that is magically enforceable. Or engage in what is known as conceptual entropy. This is covered in the How Do You Do That supplement, and is probably the most arcane application of entropy-based influence. It generally involves crafting or breaking down the substance of ideas by applying the metaphysics of entropic principles to disintegrate or reinforce intellectual concepts. You can even erode a person's faith by doing this. Basically, broken ideas are technically discredited rather than broken or gone, and planted ideas gain more traction with entropy than it might otherwise. And of course, sometimes people will just do the exact opposite for no other reason than they're just stubborn and ornery and human. Still, to do this in a way that seems natural and compelling is a unique challenge, even when pitted against all the other high-level spheres and their vulgar abilities. Combining entropy with other spheres is where entropy certainly shines. For example, with entropy 3 and prime 2, you can harm ghosts. With entropy 3 and time 3, you can disintegrate an object, not just cause something to break down further, but actually disintegrate it. With Entropy 4 Mind 2, you can overload a target with a rush of sensory impressions or other chaos to stun them. If you combine Entropy 2 with life, matter, or forces, you can cause small fortunes or misfortunes based around the pattern sphere, and use Entropy 3 instead for a longer duration. In fact, Entropy 2 and Matter 2 is the rote with one of my favorite names, bum a dollar from the universe, which means you'll come across a small amount of money, just enough for what you need. If you combine Entropy 2 and Mind 2, possibly with some Correspondence 3, you can make someone go away for a while. Basically, something comes up in their lives that causes them to leave for a bit, and the duration of that is based on successes. With Correspondence 2, Entropy 2, Prime 3, and Time 2, you can tag a target and cause enemies and challenges that are appropriate to that target's current power level to just appear. It's supposed to be a sort of tutorial training rote, like in a video game. And yes, it's a virtual adept rote. But it can also be used as a weapon when you want to distract an enemy or throw a bunch of challenges at someone. This could be a combat, or it could just as easily be a puzzle that they have to solve. You can use Entropy 2 and Forces 2 to fire a bullet and cause chance to break just right for it to hit multiple targets. 
With Correspondence 1, Entropy 1, Forces 1, and Mind 1, you can arrange nearly impossible trick shots. Basically, you reduce the difficulty for the next shot you fire, regardless of how it's shot. Correspondence 1 and Entropy 2 combines good luck with good direction sense and guarantees you will get where you want to go, even if you don't know precisely where that is. As I've mentioned before, with Spirit 1, you can sense spirits, including ghosts, as per the M20 core. But as an ST, I may rule that the use of Spirit 1 and Entropy 1 combined would allow a mage to see only ghosts, rather than all spirits, including ghosts. And you can use Entropy 1 and Prime 1 to determine if an object or phenomenon is the result of paradox rather than naturally occurring. Or with Entropy 5 and Mind 4, you can cause a so-called black swan event. This is an unpredictable disruption of normal business, such as a war or a pandemic. Entropy can even help you make other sphere effects more coincidental, though it may require a bit of creativity. Speaking of coincidence, in order to keep Entropy Magic coincidental and avoid paradox, mages often frame their effects as natural outcomes, unexpected events within the realm of probability, or simply fortunate coincidences. It's in the name, after all. They might present their actions as the result of statistical anomalies or random chance, ensuring that the alterations they make to reality remain hidden behind the veil of everyday occurrences. Entropy is, if used correctly, one of the most coincidental spheres in general basically the opposite of something like forces, but it definitely still has its vulgar moments if you aren't careful. And there you have it, entropy, probably my favorite sphere of magic. As we move on to the final sphere, the big one, prime, remember that manipulating entropy is like juggling flaming chainsaws. Spectacular when done right, but disastrous when dropped. So before we vanish into the realms of uncertainty, a word of advice. When in doubt, blame it on the entropy mage. After all, in a universe where nothing is truly random, the skilled manipulator of probabilities holds the power to shape destiny itself. You've been listening to Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast, and you can find us wherever you can find podcasts. If actual plays are up your alley, check out Dorktales on twitch.tv dorktales or youtube.com dorktales. Find us on the Dorktales Discord server, or check out our website at dorktales.ca. We are currently streaming a Mage the Victorian era game on Saturdays. Our Patreon subscribers have early access to the Technocracy Zero Sum game, which is also starting to roll out on YouTube for the general public. And we have several Mage one-shots and a short-run chronicle called Breaking Tradition on YouTube. Additionally, we are starting to roll out our Mage the Victorian era game in podcast form over on the Dorktales Podbean channel, also found wherever you can find podcasts. Finally, as always, there's also all of our other amazing content. Thanks for listening, and remember to always keep your magic coincidental, unless it's Fireball.